What it do, DMV, episode 15 of Chirpin' DMV, and we got the whole squad with us today for the first time in a couple weeks, and yes, that includes producer Brando, so Kyle, Kyle's back, let's start with him, how you been, buddy? Been good, boys, uh, had a little health scare there, but uh, we're back, we're healthy, and ready to get going. Not a big deal, so Brando's back too, but we're not giving him a mic, he's on a bit of a suspension, so we're going to kick it right to AB, AB, what's happening? Not much, man. Glad KP's back over here. Uh, missed him for a cut, like a month there. R.I.P. and P.K.P. Baby. Yeah, rise so, from the dead. Yeah. Undertaker. Glad, <laughs> glad he's back. So we're back. We could do our usual ask how your weekend was, but that's just going to lead us into talking about state wars. If you follow us on Instagram and Twitter and all that good stuff, we were posting highlights uh, from this past weekend. A.B. and K.P. were out in Fort Wayne, Indiana, competing in state wars uh, as Team Maryland. So let's just kick it off with that. How did everything go? Uh, it went pretty well. Um, we went 3-0 in route robin play, which is better than what we usually do out there. Um, roller hockey is a completely different game than ice, so it's hard to just throw eight guys together that have been playing ice hockey for all their lives into a roller hockey tournament because it's just, it, again, like I said, it's it's almost it's almost like playing soccer but with skates. Uh, like the whole... Uh, possession game is just completely different than just like the chip and chase type of game in ice hockey so um but yeah like i said it went well for the first three games kp i think you had a what two or three goals in the tournament yeah yeah i mean we didn't put up the biggest points but uh we've had sound defense the whole tournament except for the playoff game uh but yeah, I mean, I flipped that playoff game on to watch it live because AB told me to, or I was gonna plan on watching it anyway, and I turned it on. And it was four to nothing already, so I turned it immediately back off. Yeah, that's the biggest thing about roller. If you get that lead, uh, you just stick with possession and yeah, yeah, like behind you. And you take you take your chances. You're only gonna take a rush when it's a two on one, three on one. You're not jumping up when you got three on three stuff like that. You're gonna cycle the puck back and regroup and do another breakout. Yeah, it's like when in doubt, play it back, and they just played it back behind their own net, would hold it for another minute and a half and just kill time. And uh, they would catch us out of position. We would try to push up a little bit, and next thing you know, they got another three-on-two, and they just converted on every single odd man rush that they had. So let's take it game by game. The first game, wasn't that the uh, the Cody shutout game? Cody yeah, against yeah. yeah I think this first shutout for uh, State Wars. Yep, and uh, Cody was, he was our best player in the entire tournament, I thought. Um, he, he speaking of what? Um, speaking of best players, a guy that I thought would be your MVP that I don't think really registered many points was old Mitchell. Yeah, Mitch Fink. Huh? Where was he at? Uh, he's playing defense. He played solid D. It was me and him were a defensive pairing. Yeah, he he had a lot of turnovers. Uh, I mean, it's definitely rough getting on the skates. That was his first time in about two two and a half years. But uh, he was the guy that once led. Virginia Tech, or their roller hockey team, was the leading scorer in the entire country. Yeah, he was playing forward then. He, we, we had him play defense. Yeah, was, uh, he definitely helped us out huge. Yeah, he um, his he's got a long reach back there, so he forced a lot of turnovers. Get pushed the puck up the floor pretty quickly, and uh, we had AC KP up there to convert a lot. Ke- his brother Kevin Fink. Yeah, Kevin showed up, put put up three. I think nice backhand tucks. Drank all weekend, so that helps. That's a good point. Yeah, definitely definitely helps. But yeah, the first game. We started off slow a little bit. Uh, it wasn't a great first half. AC had his legs, and uh, he had, he's he got that quick-release shot, so which he scored on. I think uh, he got three goals that game, I think, right? 
Yeah, the first one, yep. So uh, it was tough to decide between Cody or AC, but, you know, a shout-out, we had to give it to Cody. So then you go to Game 2, Team Illinois, and that's where JC had that stupid, ridiculous backhand curl, and then he went top right on the goalie, and that was another win. Backhand toe drag was sick. Yeah. Just ripped it. You couldn't even hear it. Yeah, I was sitting in front of the net trying to screen the goalie, but by the time I turned around for the screen, the puck was zipping by my ear. Just went beautiful shot. Yep. And that team... uh, they had to, they really only had two threats on their team, so me and Mitch tried to like uh, match up against them a little bit, and we kind of I thought for the most part we shut them down. Yeah, it was, it was a good solid defensive game again. I mean, three to two was final score, I think. Yeah. So I mean, we buried the opportunities we got, and other than that, we were just trying to keep them keep them out of our net. Yeah, yeah. So you can go on our Instagram. So we started one of those little. Instagram story folders. You can go in there and watch some highlights and see what we're talking about. Just right there on the home page uh, shows everything from the weekend. And then game three, another team Missouri because they sent about a million teams each year, which was another win and finished round robin play three three zero. Yep, undefeated three zero. We played uh, Missouri Pylons. They were called for that game three uh, early Saturday morning, which we usually don't do well in the morning. Uh, Seven forty. That's brutal for an adult Dude, league game. Dude. So um, it was we. We kind of dominated the entire game, although going into the second half, it was still 0-0. But we didn't panic at all. We were just like, yo, boys. Like, we're- we had a ton of chances. The goalie was just standing tall for them. And once we broke broke one through, we got a couple more and just rolled from there. Yeah, and Cody was looking at another shutout. Uh, hopefully our buddy JC's listening. He tried to stop one with his skate, Jeez. kind of deflected in the net. Yeah, way to fuck that up, Jay. So, yeah, so we'd had a better goal defense. Uh, and this is when I was talking to A.B. that I thought it was kind of bullshit the way it's set up, how you go 3-0 in round robin, you get the five seed, and the team you play first is arguably the best team in the tournament. And uh, they yeah. go, end up going to the championship, and you get s- absolutely buckled by that team. Yep. Uh, so we ended up playing first round of the playoffs, uh, the Illinois-Chicago Dr- Drive. Uh, they were in a, the double-A division last year, I believe. Um, and they, they bring a bunch of teams every year. Like, they had a 35 and over AAA team there, too. And they just – they play roller hockey their entire lives. They, they, they know the style of play. And when, when you throw eight <coughs> ice players up against eight roller players, they're going to dominate you the entire way through. But, yeah, the, the style of the tournament, it's – there's so many teams in this tournament. There are 34 teams in this tournament that – In your bracket – Yes. To start, uh, yeah. Vision, I should say. Yeah, and then the top 16 teams get put into the A. The bottom get put into the B. Yep, and so they throw they throw you against three random teams, obviously. So sometimes, like, two of the best teams might play each other in round-robin play, and they end up going 2-1, and one, so we have a better record than them, obviously, but they're way better. It, it just so hap- It's just the look of the draw, really, and it just so happens they go 2-1 with a certain amount of goal differential to – put us up against the 5 versus 12 seed and they end up going to the championship so yeah so bad draw first round so screw the playoffs screw the rest of the tournament let's get into some of the off ice stuff what's there to uh, get into in Fort Wayne Indiana so Saturday we like we mentioned we played that 7:40 a.m. game and what are you going to do the rest of the whole day so we went back to the room chilled for a little set the stage you play at 7:40 a.m. Saturday that was your last round robin game and your playoff game wasn't until 5:40 on Sunday yeah so huge break yeah so there's over a 24 hour break yeah oh close to a 36 hour break yeah so we start off we're trying to figure out what to do we're looking stuff up well, we go get some lunch, 
AB finds this awesome bowling alley. It's basically a knockoff Dave and Buster. Yeah, so we're going in just thinking this place is a bowling alley. We walk in, and to to the right, they got probably a thousand arcade games. (laughs) To your left, they got like a full-on bar, restaurant, like everything. In the back's the bowling alley. If you look up in the ceiling, there's like this jungle gym, like little kids going around with these harnesses on. It's insane. And then they got a... Yeah, putt putt. Yeah, and then we got into the neon, neon lit putt putt. The back, the the black light putt putt. So we just got a little, a little weird there. Got a couple of uh, buckets. So that kick started the Saturday. Yeah. Uh, got a little tipsy there. Got got some got some beers in them. Yeah. Uh, played a little arcade games, and then uh, I guess what happened the rest of the night? Anything interesting? Like I said, it's Fort Wayne, Indiana, so I can't see there being too too much. So, across the ho- uh, from our hotel, like literally a walk away. It's a little little strip joint called Ooh. Showgirl Three. Showgirl Three. What happened to one and two? Uh, so well, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> so we get there. Um, a couple of the guys' first times, and um, we the first girl we saw was not the greatest looking like girl. Said, Fort Wayne, Indiana. So we were like, "Oh wow, this is this is gonna be rough." Some drunk ass kid comes up to us and is like, "Yo, uh, cool dude though, cool dude." I don't really remember what he exactly said he but like, he was like you got to get out of here you got to go to showgirl one yeah. and check that place <laughs> out this he was there with some buddies he didn't want to be there and he said if you guys from out of town go check out showgirl one yeah, he said either brandy's across the street or showgirl one. so i don't uh, we, uh, we grab grabbed up all the boys do them in a little minivan uber and headed over to showgirl one and things escalated quickly over there any, what, 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 what we got going on over there? Any, any crazy stuff? I know we can't, uh, can't def- tell too, too much. And nah, nah. Things, what but. stays? Yeah. But uh, definitely a better vibe. A lot more people. Good music. You know, better yeah. looking women. And we ran into like probably four of the teams. There. Yeah. So then there's like a bunch of hockey, hockey teams in there. Actually, um, the team that won our double A division from California, they were in there partying late night. The team we played against was there. Yeah. So it was, it was pretty wild. They had a back room. You would think it'd be like for lap dances and stuff. No. There was a pool table and a arcade punching bag machine. So that's wild. It was like the local hangout. I don't think any Anybody wanted to talk to the chicks. Yeah, KP was just back there the entire time. It was hilarious. Oh, it was a great time. I've been to my fair share of strip clubs, so I was trying to play some arcade games in the pool, you know? Yeah, and so um, we have this one kid on our team, but we just like kind of we just kind of rag on him a lot. We just like to try to embarrass him a little bit and uh, shoot the shit with him. We tell we tell them that it's his bachelor party, or we tell the, bar, uh, the strip club that it's his bachelor party. They... Ask him to get on stage, and he's he says no. They're totally like, oh, these guys definitely came for a bachelor party to Fort Wayne, Indiana. <laughs> yeah. So they they were trying to get him on stage, and AC, uh, oh. <laughs> no names, no names, no names. He he was just like, I'm not getting on that stage. So his buddy next to him is like, fuck it, I'll do it. And he gets on there. They tell him to take his shirt off. And he's like, all right, all right. Well, well, the next, they didn't even have the prop that they wanted. They're asking around everybody. They wanted a belt from the crowd. <laughs> yeah, they're asking for a belt. We're like, oh, here we go. And our other buddy's just sitting there like, yep, I got you one right here. <laughs> just immediately. Uh, they He gives them the belt. And they make this kid. Get all along, we have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> make him get on all fours. And he's just crawling up and down the main stage. Had to be some nasty stuff on that stage. Whipping the shit out of him, and we're just cracking up, laughing the entire time. It was it was a great time. So I guess there it is. That's 
for all you looking to play State Wars in your future, there it is in all its glory. Go in a couple games, go see the local the crop uh, perform uh, at peak hours, I guess. So, guess we haven't mentioned it yet, but we have Charlie Pins coming on later. He's the general manager of the new professional hockey team out in Delaware, the Delaware Thunder. Uh, I guess a couple other lo- quick local hockey tidbits before we get into some NHL stuff. We had Spalding out there in the uh, One Hockey Philly Summer Tournament. Uh, won a couple games. Check out their Instagram for some highlights. And then also this weekend coming up, August 9th to 11th at Ashburn Ice House, our guy Coach Flip, reoccurring guest, has his uh, Collins Development Camp. Uh, second one, it's for uh, area high school players. Uh, go out there, check that out. Uh, I might roll up there this weekend because he's usually out there with the uh, Trinity Prawling coaches, uh, the prep school up in New York. So with the local hockey roundup uh, being done, being summer season, so let's get into some NHL stuff, AB. What you got? So there are a shit ton of RFAs out there still. Uh, we got Patrick Line still unsigned. Zach Wierenski, still unsigned. This is as of July 30th, but I believe these are all still uh, true. Kyle Connor, still unsigned. Matthew Kachuk, still unsigned. Ooh. Mitch Marner, still unsigned. He could hold out, I heard. Yeah. Do the uh, whole well, that's my, that's my question dance. after I go through all these non- uh, names, is how many of them are going to hold out. Like I could see Line A, because I think he's kind of a dick. Uh, yeah, I could <laughs> see him holding out. And then I could also see Marner holding out, because it's just that Toronto carousel. Yeah, he where might, those guys all think they deserve $20 million like a, each so yeah. they can only afford to have four players on their team. Yeah, he's going to ask for like $11 million at least. I mean, they're still – that's only half the list. i got Provorov on here, Miko Rantanen, Kevin Fiala, Charlie McAvoy, Travis Konechny, Brock Besser, Braden Point. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I think uh, Justin Williams is still a free agent also. Like you named half, RFA, though. Oh, RFA, it sounded like okay. you named half the Flyers. Yeah, there, there are a couple flyers on there, that's and Speaking for sure. of the flyers, uh, if you remember from a couple episodes back, our guy Dan uh, from Philly's Flyer and uh, a couple of the Philly podcasts was tweeting earlier today that apparently a bunch of Flyers fans are just bashing Niskanen already. He hasn't even stepped on the ice for him yet. Wow. Wow. So I didn't really go through the replies or anything like that or get too involved, but yeah, it was kind of interesting to see that. Yeah, that's um, kind of, I mean, they haven't seen him. Well, I guess they're strongly against, like, this is how I was with Carl Hagelin at first. I was like, I don't like it, but... uh I don't know. That guy's a good veteran. He's always been a good locker room guy. I don't see how he could come in and I don't know. really hurt that team at all. That's what I'm saying. Like I agree with you. I think we're taking a bigger risk with Gudis than, yeah, than they are with Michigan. Then. Yeah, I, would, I would agree with you, but I'm just saying from a Flyers fan perspective, it might be like me, how I was with Hagelin. Yeah. You know, just a little hesitant on it. But Right. I mean, they'll see They'll see how he is. I mean, Niskanen's a solid D guy back there. I mean, he's very reliable back there. So, um, But, yeah, I, th- I could see – Going back to the RFAs, like, I don't know, three of these guys holding out? Yeah, if I had to pick, like I said, I'd say line A, I'd definitely say Marner, and then, because I don't see any, I don't see a guy like Charlie McAvoy or Tuchuk holding out, I don't think. Um, I don't know, what are your thoughts on it? Um, in today's NHL, I think, yeah, AB's right. I think a couple of them are, it's just a new age type thing, and definitely with them seeing Nylander do it. I mean, everyone's gonna think they can get the money now. Yeah, I think I think Nylander like kind of set the tone for this for this age group, and especially how long he held out. Like right. it wasn't a couple games into the season. I mean, it was almost halfway through or halfway through. Right, and the the sad thing is though is that I think it'll hurt the players in the long, like not in the long run, but like for the season upcoming because Nylander signed finally, but he didn't have. Oh no, he never looked the same the rest of the year. And it's and I th- I really think it's because you miss you miss training camp. You miss like three months of ice time with the boys. Right. So I mean you're not going to be the same. 
So, I mean, if, if any of them do this, I mean, they're not going to have great se- – I don't think they'll have great seasons. I don't think they'll come out flying or anything like that. But, like you said, Line I could see doing it. Marner, I could see doing it. I could low-key see Makachuk maybe doing it. Uh, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, what's – he's – I think he's Because his skill level is – or his, his style of play is so much different compared to the guys you're naming, like Line A and uh, Marner, who are, you know, perennial right. goal scorers and – Matt, well, whereas Matt Tuchuk will obviously score you some goals, but also brings that physical element to the game. And but that's what uh, I mean. Like he's gonna tough minutes. he's gonna ask for. I think he'll ask for more money, um, because he has different elements to his game. Whereas like the GMs are gonna not offer him that much because of his numbers. They're like, well, your numbers aren't that high. And he's like, yeah, but I, I'm a like a very valuable player. Like he's kind of like in a terms Tom of Wilson. every other aspect of the game, not yeah. just on the score sheet. Right. He's like a Brad Marchand or. I mean, the more money these guys ask for, the more fucked we are when we have to re-sign. Obviously, back from next year and Ovechkin, who is <coughs> Mitch Marner's making eleven, eleven and a half million dollars a year. Then Ovi should get fifteen to twenty, yeah, which, <laughs> which is obviously unreal. But yeah. I'm just saying, when it comes to proving your worth and stuff like that, right? I mean, it's it's going to be brutal coming up. Um, like I said, Nylander kind of set the tone for them, and they're just going to feed off of it. I don't know about yeah. what you think. But. That's fine. Let them let hold out and cause tension and do that whole Toronto. Just glad we don't have any holdouts. In the first round again because they got skill but no chemistry. So I really don't understand why teams like, I mean, Montreal already did it once, but like, why don't other teams match, like, throw an offer sheet out? Yeah, I, th- I thought me and you talked about that a couple, maybe two episodes ago or the last episode where, dude, I'd be offer sheeting everybody. I don't care That's about having a relationship with other GMs. Yeah, <laughs> like... Can you offer sheet as like many Ottawa. many guys as you want? Yeah, you but... You have a team that's... Say, like, because like Montreal already did it since they didn't get that offer sheet. Can they do it to yeah. somebody else? Yeah, why, why, wouldn't, why wouldn't they throw something out at Mitch Marner? That, exactly. And, and they hate cap, Toronto, too. So that would be awesome. Room and I'm Montreal and just kind of want to, you know, fuck with Toronto a bit, and I throw Mitch Marner. Oh, yeah. Million-dollar offer sheet. Get that, get that rivalry going again. And Montreal or Toronto has to match that. Yeah, you or know. You get Mitch Marner. Yeah, yeah you know how <laughs> so you put is. Toronto. If you got the space, why not? They're then stuck either getting rid of Mitch Marner or having yeah. to pay him $12.5 million a year. You know how good he is. I mean, he's worth the two or three picks that you have to give up, a first and a third probably or something like that. I don't know how high it is or what the compensation is, but I don't know. I, if I'm Montreal, I'm I'm going for it. If I'm – I mean, fuck it, Ottawa. Uh, actually, Ottawa, no, you probably want to sit back sitting and hold tight. But I don't know, maybe Vancouver or something like that. I don't know what yeah. kind of cap trouble they're in. But Yeah, I don't know the cap spaces. I know who, who can and who can't. Right, so – that also plays a huge But there's value. definitely got to be a couple of them out there. Right, exactly. So, um, in other news, we got uh, Kevin Shattenkirk. He got bought out by the Rangers. Yeah, that's kind of... What do you fucking know? Surprising. Goes right to Tampa Bay Lightning Ish. for a $1.25 yeah. million contract. The Tampa Bay Rangers. Yeah, the Tampa Bay Rangers strike again. And I don't know about you, but well, I see Kevin Shattenkirk... I mean, he's real like pissed. Low risk, low risk, high reward for Tampa Bay. Can be, yeah. I mean, what if, yeah, what if Shanker comes out with a nice fifty point season this year? I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, he's he's done it before, I think. Yeah. So. I mean, he was he was shit for us, but he he, uh, he was a good player before us. <laughs> yeah. Well, he he'll yeah. do better when he has. How mad he he, he probably still good. wishes he, he was in St. Louis. Yeah. He was. I don't. He didn't do overly impressive in New York, but no, he's he got a, scratched a couple. He's times, the right? type of guy that does better when also there's, might have been there's better defenders around him. When he when when he was with the Caps and had Carlson and Niskanen and Orlov and those guys and complimenting defenders, whereas New York 
who do they have on the blue line? No one. Like they were. He was the guy. Yeah. So now he goes to Tampa Bay um, with a very blue. strong blue line with Hedman and Gerard and a couple guys like that and McDonough. Honestly, yeah, he's, you throw Shat and Greg and McDonough on a line together. Sheesh. Yeah. Sheesh. I mean, that Tampa Bay just stacking up again on a, what used to be big names. Stud. Yeah. So we'll see how he does. See him in his back uh, bounce back year here. We'll see what happens. So, any other news around the NHL, or are we moving on on? Uh, that's, that's I do I something I I was seeing online. Uh, a bunch of the boys uh, up in Canada I saw it was like Marshawn, Sidney Crosby, oh, yeah, McKinnon, yeah, Jack Jack Hughes train, was there. They train together every summer, and then but you always see you never think about it until that vi- that same exact video pretty much yeah just a year comes later out. circulates around the internet each summer and it's just all these all-stars yeah, just Crosby Marshawn and McKinnon are you kidding me yeah, yeah. It's just a ton of good guys well, that, that's awesome for Hughes to, to get invited to that and get some action with those big guys yeah I wonder if he got invited or if low-key like he may have been like have been part train of with you guys Crosby yeah. might have been like get him here I'm gonna yeah. watch him see what all all he does all his tricks yeah. so uh, who knows I, I mean Crosby uh, I think he's more in the game, like in the off season. Like he, I think he likes helping out other guys around the league. Yeah, I mean he's obviously for better, sure. But I mean he's he he likes to bring up these young guys and see what they're made of, and uh, you know just give them some of the tips and tricks. So I mean that's what he was doing with Marshawn for a while there. So. Yeah. Yeah, so always interesting. So we'll finish it off with AB's uh, segment here. It's a little different this time of the all-NHL teams we've usually been doing. So we'll, we'll do this, and then, like I said, we'll end the interview with uh, the GM of the Delaware Thunder, Charlie Pins there. So rules a little different this time. We said we'd do um, overtime rules, so three players and a goalie. Um, what we'll do is, you know, best, you know, funniest, angriest uh, NHL player interviews. So we'll all pick our, our player interviews here, then we'll toss the audio in right after so you know exactly what we're talking about talking about so you don't have to go search on YouTube for him. So we thought it'd be an easy one, but a little tougher one to uh, research and look up than we thought, but might as well get it started. So we'll, you want to start with goalies and kick it off with KP since he's back, back, back? Yeah, well, my goalie, I'm actually going to have to go a twofer and take one of my player spots because I'm going with the interview with Jeremy Roenick and Patrick Waugh going back and forth. It's pretty funny there, them chirping each other. So it's a good one to listen to. We'll throw it in here. All right, listen to it now. I think I had him beat. I think he did. The reason why he kind of slowed down, he, he knew I was going, I knew he knew I was ready for his forehand shot, and and I don't think he would have beat me anyway. It should have been a penalty shot, there's no doubt about it. Um, I like Patrick's quote that he would have stopped me. I just want to know, just want to know where he was in Game Three. Probably getting his jock out of the stands on the out of the Raptors United Center. Man. All right, AB, let's get to yours. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Brizgalov. Uh, why you have to be mad? Mm, why you have to be mad? So, uh, if you don't know, what you should know by now, here she is. That's a hockey, you know, it's only it's only game. Why you have to be mad? And then I'll go with my pick, which is also Brizgalov, but uh, I believe this was before their Winter Classic or Stadium Series, and he was at uh, pretty much, great news is that I'm not playing tonight, so great news means that we're probably going to get the win. <laughs> Classic. Got to be self-aware out there. Yeah, so here she is. Uh, I have a great news and even better news. Give us, give us the great news and then the better news. Okay, great news. I'm not playing tomorrow night. And good news, we have a chance to win the game tomorrow. So we'll snake it. Um, I'll go right back again. So I'll start with my, uh, my regular players here. So I'll go with Ovi at the All-Star Draft a couple years back where he wanted to be picked last so he could get the car because he said, I need a car. I just really need a car. Pick me last. 
Yeah, and he had a shit ton of money. So oh yeah, I think he ended up donating the so car. So here's that one to re-kick your memory. Okay, you've had a chance to evaluate both teams. Who do you want to pick you? I want to be last. <laughs> I, need, I, I need a car so bad, like, but I need it. I think off the AB. Here we go. Uh, I've got Dan Boyle just body bagging some interviewer. Telling uh, him he was a complete idiot. Yeah. It's like, no Didn't one here no likes shit. you, and no one here respects you. Mm-hmm. You so and that other fucking clown. <laughs> yeah, so here's that one. Perfect, perfect. I want you out of here. Nobody likes you. Nobody respects you. Just so you know. And then off to Kyle. Well, who's your first player? Actually, you get two. So we'll take um, Ronick as your first player. So who's your second pick? Um, speaking with... NHL players calling interviewers idiots. Going to stick with Phil Kessel calling an interview an, an idiot when he was playing in Toronto. I know he had some media, media troubles up there, but this is a good one. Well, there's, there's been suggestions within the organization. You're a difficult guy to coach. Is, is there any to that? I don't think so. You know, that's a weird question for you to ask. So on a day like that, um, you know, your coach is the best player on the team, and if the coach is got <laughs> you think it's my fault? Is that what you're saying? saying you're, is that what you're saying? saying that you're difficult to coach. Is that what you're saying? I'm okay. asking a question. Are you difficult to coach, do you think? I don't think so. Okay. I play, hey? Thanks, Bill. This guy's such an idiot here. All right, AB, your second pick. All right, uh, I'm going to have to reuse OV. And uh, we are not going to be suck this year. Mm-hmm. The year, the preseason before we won the Stanley Cup. I'm going to be... Uh, we're not going to be... Uh, uh, suck this year, you know? We're going to be... <laughs> We're going to be fine, man. All right, my next, actually, I'll go, uh, since we're snaking, I'll do my second and third, so my, my last two picks. My first one, uh, let's go with um, Evgeny Malkin uh, before the Stanley Cup, or during the Stanley Cup Finals doing some media. He was asked about, uh, during a press conference, about, about Max Talbot. Said he was a great player. Said he had a lot of heart, but said he had absolutely no hands and gets a ton of scoring chances that he can't score on. What do you like about Max Talbot game, and why is it helping your game? First, it's I see how play Max. It's lots of emotion. It's never stop. It's skate. Yeah, a little bit bad hands. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> he, he have lots of scoring chance, not score. <laughs> Just empty net. <laughs> it's okay. He learned summer. <laughs> No, I like playing with him. It's lots of fun. And then my last one here will be, um, this was from the All-Star Game, off, not the All-Star Game, the NHL Awards a few years back. Uh, it was Biz Nasty. He was with uh, Drew, but the Biz Nasty part, the lady asked him about, uh, how do you make yourself better looking out here in Vegas? And he said he just pretty much pours vodka down girls' throats until it goes from a 6 to a 10. All-time classic. Don't we all? <clears throat> yeah, naturally. Yeah. Well, I usually just pour vodka down their throat, and uh, then I go from a 6 to an 8, and uh, good night, Jim Kite. Good night, Jim Kite? What is what is that? I don't know. It's like a saying people use. Apparently, it's cool. Apparently, you're the only one that's using it, though. Yeah, yeah it's probably old. It's just boys being boys. All right, AB, your last pick. Uh, mine is... Um Dion Phaneuf getting asked about uh, Sean Avery hooking up with his girl. Ooh, a bit awkward. <laughs> tough look, tough yeah. look. Yeah, don't you hate to see it. That. Yeah, absolutely hate to see it. So let's kick that one in. I'm just going to say one thing quick. No, no, everyone. Um, I'm really happy to be back in Calgary. I love Canada. And I just wanted to comment on how it's become like a common thing in the NHL for guys to fall in love with my sloppy seconds 
what that's about, but enjoy the game tonight. And then Kyle, for your last pick. Uh, going to go with Alexander Ovechkin after winning the Stanley Cup final. Uh, go grab some beers and uh, get it started. Get the party started. Get some beers, get some whatever, and start celebrating. We're the Stanley Cup champions. There it is. So there's our uh, choices of, I guess, all NHL interview uh, team. So like we said now, we'll kick it over to Charlie Pinch, general manager of the new Delaware Thunder, the professional hockey team out there in southern Delaware. But this interview, before we get it started, is brought to you by Calvert Brewing Company's new release, their limited edition, Barry Weiss. Uh, it's an uber Berliner Weiss. This Berliner Weiss has got so much to give. It's undeniably soulful with its smooth basil and bright strawberry, then kettle soured with a bold tang. Flavors come together to form a love serenade to your taste buds. Is this beer as sexy as a walrus of love? Of course not. Nothing is, but it's close. So stop by, get yourself some of that Barry Weiss from Calvert Brewing Company. It's limited edition, 16-ounce cans and a four-pack. So now let's kick it over to Charlie. All right. We now welcome on the general manager of Delaware's newest and first professional hockey team, Charlie Pins of the Delaware Thunder. So we'll start right there. Charlie, uh, the Federal Hockey League professional hockey um let's start there uh so far these listeners who aren't maybe familiar with it it kind of explain the fhl what it's about and some of its members uh, and any info you can give us on the league it's all the way down to carolina and south into columbus georgia the team the league is expanding constantly and i think next year we'll be at 11 or 12 teams we started with six Perfect. So let's get into how the Thunder came to be. Uh, is this something that you've been chasing after for some time, or did the league, the FHL itself, kind of pre- present an expansion opportunity that you decided to uh, jump on? Well, it, it's a, I've been looking at the league for a number of years. Uh, actually, a few years back, we contemplated uh, purchasing a team and putting it in the Delaware State Fair Arena, uh, Harrington, and uh, it just wasn't the right timing. This year, the league had approached me, and and um, you know I had done my due diligence, and I felt that the timing was right. Uh, hockey is kind of on an upswing in the in the Delaware, Maryland, Virginia area, and I just thought that uh, the timing was right, so we went ahead and pulled the trigger, bought a team. Perfect. So you talk about the timing being right and whatnot. So wh- what were the struggles, kind of the setbacks that you may have encountered while trying to uh, make this all official and get it underway? Well. You know, the hockey operation side is easy. Um, you know, I've been in hockey for a long time. I coach college hockey, junior hockey, and uh, I also am the owner and director of Delaware Prep. Delaware Prep is a scholastic hockey program, and uh, we've been in existence for about four years. So the hockey side, uh, that, that's been easy. Uh, the tough side is, is on the corporate and the meetings, the podcasts, the interviews. Right. The <laughs> The media stuff is trying to keep up with everything. It's about a 12 to 14 hour day for me right now. So I think the hockey side is is the easy and the fun side. It's it's the the um, it's the business side that's a little tough. It's, it's a little bit demanding. Yeah, all that stuff that, like you mentioned, kind of goes in that doesn't involve you having some skates on or being at the rink watching the team practice uh, for the most part. So it looks like you did have your say in pretty much the entire process, you know, of the creation of the team and everything. So I guess I'll start there. How'd you guys come up with that name Thunder uh, with that Viking and Lightning logo uh, and kind of what any significance to the uh, the pertaining to the state of Delaware or anything? You know what? That's a really great question. And, uh, we, we get that a lot. We like, what does a Viking have to yeah, do with Delaware? That's why I was curious. 
So that's somebody who's done his own work or actually given it some thought. So I, I, I do appreciate that question um, for a lot of reasons, and I'll explain why. There is significance between the Thunder and our logo. Um, years and years ago, many, many years ago, early times, Vikings actually came to Lewis, Delaware. And they were so barbaric that they were asked to leave. So we thought that was kind of cool. There's some history there with that Viking and, and of course, that logo. And uh, Thunder is a kind of a cool name because, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, let's face it, Delaware, Thunder, Lightning, Storms. Yeah, uh, <laughs> East Coast over there, yeah. Eastern Shore. But, but, yeah, but last but not least, though, the, the cap the story off, the gentleman who designed the logo, um, you know, I was pretty particular and specific on what I wanted, played goaltender for the University of Delaware for four years. And um, he now opened an ad agency in Wilmington, Delaware, and said he would like to design the logo. So it was a hockey. It was a hockey guy. It was a hockey guy who did the logo, and um, we partnered up with him. And so it's, it's, it all ties in together. His name is Nick Matteris out of the barn in Wilmington, Delaware. So it, it, it just the whole story ties in nicely. Awesome. Yeah, local hockey guy. At that is he going to be playing any part in the uh, the Delaware Thunder program moving forward? No, no. Nick, Nick is uh, he, he played his college hockey, and now he owns a design company. He just wanted to do this logo, and, and we let him run with it. He did a fantastic job. The logo is, in many people's opinion, probably one of the nicest logos in minor pro sports. If you get a chance, take a look yeah, at it. Yeah, it's very clean and crisp, especially on those uh, black jerseys. So you also mentioned that you wanted to bring that team to southern Delaware, opposed to northern Delaware, because, you know, there's not much to do. Um you kind of want to make Thunder Games, I would imagine, an experience and a place, uh, destination on Fridays and Saturdays for people and fans to come and support. Uh, have you kind of put any thought into what game day experiences uh, you'll provide fans that you know might be outside of the status quo when it comes to in arena entertainment? Yeah, I mean, we're you know besides building a team, you know, signing players right now, we want to make it the Thunderdome. I mean, it's going to be the Thunderdome. It's going to be loud. It's going to be raucous. Um, you know, fans are going to be right on top of the play. It's a small barn, so it's a small arena. And, um, you know, in between periods, we'll do things like Mites on Ice and, and special events, Chuck-a-Puck. Uh, we'll have a DJ, obviously. We'll have loud, great music, pump the fans up. And, uh, you know, because it's a smaller barn, I just think it's going to be a very loud. I think it's going to be a tough building to play in. I really do. So, yeah, we have entertainment plan we have four specialty nights we have a star wars night we have a military appreciation night public service night and a cancer awareness night um so yeah it is an event we're going to make it an event for people to come and they go out to dinner and they uh, come to the game we let the fans in about 6 6 30 for warm-ups and puck drop is at 705 so it'll be a great night out for for people uh to enjoy yeah, you mentioned it being a smaller barn, which uh, kind of plays into itself and a uh, better aspect as we're a little uh, may seem like a lot. Whereas if you had a bigger stadium and, you know, having a tough time, say, filling the seats and all you see is that emptiness, whereas a smaller barn, you can pack that to the brim and just huh, let it rock. So now I want to get into, like you mentioned earlier, the fun stuff, the actual hockey itself. Um, so as with every league, obviously with new teams, when new teams come in, there's an expansion draft, you know, as there was for the NHL <laughs> and the Thunder 
and another team came in, but I saw that you forfeited your picks after just the first and second round of that expansion draft. Kind of take us through, you know, your thought process and reasoning for doing so. I lost probably the first half of what you said. The connection got bad, but uh, you asked me about the, if there was something prior to that. I didn't hear it, but if you're talking specifically about foregoing the second and third round, yes, I absolutely did. I wanted to pick my own team. Yeah, I've been in the game a long time. I know guys at pretty much every level having coached, and, and I knew what kind of team I wanted. So to be very honest, I scouted every player in the league. I knew who I wanted, and I didn't really need uh, – I really didn't need the draft, to be very honest, because I already knew the type of players, and I know who I wanted. I got all the players that I wanted for the most part. Gotcha. So feeding into that, I guess I saw that you also kind of want to build a team that, you know, and like you said, plays fast, plays aggressive, uh, kind of plays an in-your-face style of hockey that kind of relates to, you know, Vikings and Thunder. Uh, does this play a lot into the search of your head coach and remaining coaching staff, you know, um, trying to find a coach that has instilled that style of play in previous programs and is comfortable in developing a team around that style? You know, as far as the coach, we've gotten a lot of great applicants. We're not even close to announcing one or making a decision. But uh, obviously the coach has got to embody my vision as the president and the general manager. And, and my vision is, yeah, and in your face, um, you know, follow and, and, and follow through on your hits and play in all three zones. And we want to be a very difficult team to play against in our building. We want to make it very difficult and uncomfortable. So, yeah. The coach has got to embody the style of play and the players that we're drafting. And if you look at the players that we've drafted and the players we've signed, this is a very exciting and a very big and a very physical team. Yeah, so you guys, like you mentioned, have been pretty busy in terms of roster development so far. Like you said, the trades, uh, a handful of signings. Uh, give us a little insight on some of the you know higher caliber guys or should I say kind of your, uh, your main players uh, that you've added to the, your roster and what can they uh, bring to the Thunder this year? Well, I mean, we'll start from the goal out. We got Aaron Taylor out of Toronto area. Aaron Taylor is one of the top goalies in the league. He's 22, 23 years old and just lights out a great goalie, but more importantly, he's a great kid. Um, we've got uh, Tony Pisano. He's 6'7", I think 6'7", 315 pounds. Uh, Tony was with, uh, went to the Caps. Uh, he was at the Caps rookie camp uh, years back and he's played in, in every pro league, uh, Central League. The East Coast League, the American League. Tony Pisano is probably one of the most feared players in hockey, um, and he's a very good defenseman. Um, we've got signed, you know, obviously, Charlie uh, Kent Jr. is my son, no secret there. Uh, Charlie's a stay-at-home defenseman, kind of a shot blocker, uh, shutdown D guy. And then up front, we've got size, we've got grit, we've got scoring. Ryan Marker can score pretty much at will. And uh, we just signed two twin Russians. 64205 from Russia. They'll be uh, announced here in the next couple days. So we've got a big, strong physical team. And um, I think, again, I think it's going to be a tough team to play against. Yeah, it sounded like it. You're pretty much fitting that style of exactly that vision that you see uh, you want in that Thunder jersey. So we'll end it with this. Um, kind of just, you know, what are the expect expectations for the Thunder next season, being their very first season? You know, what can the fans and the southern Delaware community and, you know, surrounding area, Maryland, the Eastern Shore, all that, kind of really look forward to when the Thunder, you know, finally hit the ice for the first time on October 25th? Well, you know, again, it's it's a, it's a entertainment. It's it's a night that you can come out with great music, you know, an exciting atmosphere. You know, it's, it's October, November, December. It's cold. It's dark. You know, what a better place to go is, 
you know, 6.30, you know, 7 o'clock to, to, a, to a venue like that. It's not the National Hockey League. You don't have to drive to Washington. You don't have to drive to Philadelphia. It's right here for the local fans to support the players. And, and I, the type of team we're building, if I didn't own it, if I wasn't the president, I would be at these games because the type of team that we are building, and I didn't get a chance to mention all the guys that we have, but uh, from a fan's perspective, it's just going to be an exciting night of hockey. Win, lose, or draw, we promise to give you an exciting night and a great and for the money. Fourteen dollars for general admission, twenty bucks for premium. We have corporate suites. Our, our season tickets just went on sale. If you look at our prices, you know three hundred or five hundred for season tickets, free parking, uh, beer, and, and, is, is, and food are reasonable. I just think you can, for the money, beat the entertainment value. Yeah, you had me there at reasonable beer and $14 tickets with a very aggressive and in-your-face style team. That, those are three ingredients that call for a good night, like you said, win, lose, or draw. So, Charlie, we greatly appreciate you hopping on. We look forward uh, to getting you back on during the season. We wish you the best of luck, guys. I believe you can follow them at Delaware Thunder on Insta and Twitter throughout the season, and he just gave you all the reasons to come, so go catch a game at the Delaware Fairgrounds. Charlie, thank you very much again for coming on. Thank you. Have a great night. I've been keeping myself so 